On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. Woo. They're both verbs. It's awesome. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Quentin Crisco. I'm on Twitter at Buckistats. Jay? And my name's Jayton May. I'm on Twitter at jmay56. And I'm feeling like shit, but I got winners all over the place. Winners. So, first things first, this show is brought to you by the Joey McGuire Fan Club out of Texas Tech University. Jay, we got our guy. Dude, I've never been so pumped for a hire in my entire life. I know. It's a beautiful thing. I, I, I texted you, like, what, two weeks ago? an article of this guy and i was like this is him this is the yeah. dude i i can't wait i'm so amped up yeah no he's he seems like the right guy he said he's gonna die in lubbock that's why you like to I see I hope it's a beautiful press soon. conference yeah this show is also brought to you by hall's triple soothing action cough drops because i'm gonna eat about 40 of these during our broadcast Whatever it takes to get you through. Hey, whatever it takes to get them winners, baby. Man, this this last week, that was one of the uh, rougher weeks of betting that I like. I mean, I, I did it all right. I came out like a half unit up, I think. But it was just a bizarre week, man. Some heavy favorites going down. Yeah, I ended the week uh, up one unit because I hit my two-unit play. But yeah, dogs all over the place. Dogs are barking hot. Um, I'm glad I jumped on the dog train and got the Titans in that Sunday night <laughs> game that I didn't originally have. And then I took myself Stafford out of the gave that game second. away. I couldn't believe, like, I didn't see the first half. And I jumped in at halftime, and I, I was just like, I put it out on Twitter, like, what happened? And then I, I saw the videos, like, Someone tell Matt Stafford that seven points is more than two points and he shouldn't throw a pick six. He should take a safety. Like that's insane. Yeah. Well, so on the, on that play, they didn't actually score pick six because. Right. But it was, they only got to the two, but then he came back the very next series and threw a pick six. Yeah. So it was, he gave up 14 points instead of two points. Yeah. And 14 is definitely more than two. Definitely more than two. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm good at math. Just trust me on it. It's more than two. Yeah. And <laughs> Adrian Peterson looking old with a touchdown. AP is going to be scoring touchdowns long after you and I die. Touchdown machine. Somebody's <laughs> going to pay off that debt. <laughs> 
But anyways, we got a fresh slate for the people here. Um, I'm hyped up after watching the Justin Fields game, as I like to call it, and the amazing everything that happened on Monday night, except for all those damn penalties. Um, but ref show out there. Yeah, it was that those refs, they liked the cameras. Um, but let's let's go ahead and jump into our tweet of the week here. All right, so this one comes to us by Ross Reed at Ross Reed on Twitter. Um, this is in response to the Bills just absolutely <laughs> choking it away against the Jaguars. And he says, should have known a coach who loves lap dances can toss some Bills. So <laughs> that's going to be our tweet of the week by Ross Reed at Ross Reed. Twitter for Android, Android user. Shout out Ross Reed. Um, such an yeah. amazing tweet. That's yes, just beautiful. Very much so. I love it. All right. Well, first up, we got the Baltimore Ravens going down to South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins. Is Tua still There's out? No game. Was he even out last week or was he just benched? It's a good question. The media, they, they told the media he was out with an injury, but okay. he was available if needed. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I've been terrible in Thursday night games this year. I think I've only won one Thursday night bet. But you just got to keep on keeping on, and eventually it'll all come back around, right? Yep, absolutely. Hell yeah, brother. So uh, I'm taking Baltimore minus 7.5 here. They are the better team. Miami sucks. Baltimore is getting hot. They're rolling. I like what I'm seeing from them. And, yeah, my that Miami-Houston game was maybe the worst NFL game of all time. I think 11, to, I think 11 yeah. total turnovers in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Baltimore to go in, go down to Miami in a night game. Streets of Miami are going to be popping. Baltimore is going to party. And they're going to cover that seven and a half. Omar is going to be out. Um yeah, I'm steering clear of this one. Mal didn't like it. Um, I'll probably end up sprinkling it for Baltimore to cover that. Uh, but as far as what I'm putting out there for public plays, that's just not one of mine. Um, Miami's just a weird place to play, and the model just doesn't like it. Um, I, like, I like Rashad Bateman this week a lot. Yeah? I Should I start him in fantasy? Yeah, I'm starting him in fantasy. Um, yeah. yeah, I like him over on his receptions and receiving yards. I think I think this is going to be a week that he can bust it wide open. So, yeah, I hope so. I, st- I stashed him on IR for a reason. He's been getting the targets, and he can run the deep route. Lamar's feeling himself throwing the deep ball right now. So yeah. I think I think uh, Xavier will be on. Hollywood Brown. So, um, assuming Byron Jones is on him, Byron Jones will give up the deep ball. Yeah. And he doesn't scare me one bit. So, <laughs> I, I like to see it. Man, Byron Jones not scaring a Cowboys fan. That's something. He was so overinflated in Dallas. He was good. Don't get me wrong. I would yeah. love to keep him, but he was way too expensive for a guy who didn't create turnovers and yeah 
he got wet. he got overpaid for a guy who doesn't yeah. actually get the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. I was I was actually just looking at um, some stuff on Greg Roman today because the next article I'm writing, I'm doing a series of head coach detailing articles. Yeah, like I, I did Kellen Moore and Brian Dable, and next up is Greg Roman. He gets wild with his personnel usage, man. He's all like all over the place, and it's beautiful. Like there is no personnel set that they do not run the ball well out of, and there's not really one that they don't pass well out of. It's it's insane. Yeah, they've been they've been more balanced this year than they have been in the Lamar Jackson era. And yeah, they're throwing the ball extremely well. Lamar's looking damn good out there. He's sneaking his way into that MVP conversation right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I love to see it. Uh, Baltimore's going to be yeah. a tough out, and Miami just looks dead right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, th- I don't think uh, Flores is going to make it out of the season alive. I mean, he might make it to the end no. of the season, but he's not yeah. going to get to next year. Not after what he did last season. Uh, yeah. And then followed, followed up with this. Yeah. Uh, all right, so next up here, we got Russell Wilson coming back and going up to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. What do you got here, Jay? I got a stat. Oh, you got a stat? Yeah. I like it. My ace in the hole. Uh, got got a few tricks up my sleeve. All right, so NFL Road Dogs on the season are 57-30-1 against the spread. 36 46 on the money line that is up 17 and a half units. I love this spot and I saw that earlier and then I looked at the board and there's road dogs all over the board this week. So yeah. I'm going to follow the numbers on this one. I'm taking Seahawks plus three going into Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers may or may not be back. Who knows? Russell Wilson should be back. I like the Seahawks here. I think they're going to get a big boost from Russ being back. Um, it's going to be a damn good game, but I, I think the Seahawks can keep it close and maybe even win out, right? I'm with you. Um, the model likes Seattle plus three. I hadn't bet it yet because I wasn't sure if Russ was actually going to be back or not. That but, line says, right? Uh, they wouldn't put out that line if they weren't like yeah. 90% sure. I mean, earlier earlier this afternoon, I saw I saw more stuff on Russ. I just like looked more actively at it. So I'm with you there. It- See, I, I'm taking it. I'm gonna put it put it in right after the show here. And then I yeah. also got the under in this game, under 49 um, and a think, half. I think that's a good play. It, if I think if there if there's a chance Russ wouldn't play, if it was 50 50, the line would be closer to five five and a half. Yeah. So the line being at three. Basically means Vegas is almost guaranteeing that he's going to play. And I know that there were – on Tuesday when I was putting the model together, I usually do it Tuesday afternoons, um, there were questions about whether Rodgers w- would be back or not. I, I haven't followed up on that, though. Have you seen anything about that? About Rodgers not being back? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything this week. I know last week they were saying it's going to come down to – Saturday morning, whether or not he's back. Um, okay. But I haven't seen anything this week about an actual timetable or anything. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if he's not, that'll be – I mean, 
this will be a terrible play because we all know Jordan Love beats everybody. So, oh my goodness, he's he's bad. <laughs> maybe he just needs a little bit. Maybe he just needs a little bit more time to learn the offense. You have no idea how happy it makes me as a Bears fan to hear someone say who's not a Bears fan that Green Bay's quarterback is bad. It's incredible. <laughs> It's an incredible yeah. feeling. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, um, no, he's bad. He's real bad, and <laughs> I don't know how he gets any better. Neither do I, man. And it's wonderful. All right, because not enough the like young mistakes. It was just no bad. He's 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 a worse Mitch Trubisky. That's what he looked like to me. He didn't have any a, a special arm, no special traits. Like I, there wasn't a throw in there that just made you go, "Okay, that's why." Like you know, Josh Allen had those as a rookie. His rookie year was atrocious, but he had those moments yeah, every game. For sure. Um. Anyways, enough, enough slander of the cheese. Um. We'll go on up to the next one here. We got the Saints going into Tennessee. To play Ryan Tannehill, Adrian Peterson, and the Titans. I got a stat. Oh, it's my kind of show. All right. So, teams who did not cover the previous week versus teams who did cover on the previous week are 39, 14, and 1 on the season. And this one also coincides with Road Dog. I'm taking the Saints plus three going into Nashville. And covering against the Titans. So the model's with you. I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm not betting it, but the model says to. Um, I do think that Tennessee is due for a letdown real they've, soon. They've, they've pulled a, quite a few out their ass here lately. Yeah. They've been outplaying their talent here lately, and they're a talented offense, but I'm not sure their defense is as good as they've been playing. Saints um, defense is good. Yeah, Saints defense is good. I just Tennessee at home worries me. They're just they're good at home. Um, yeah, which is the reason I chose to stay away. Combined with, I feel like you don't know who you're getting with the Saints in any given game this year. Um, there's been no consistency with that team. One one week they're up, the next week they're down, and I mean they lost the Falcons. I just don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird, definitely weird. But I like the Saints in that spot. They usually bounce back after. I mean, they'll uh, keg says tighten up. <laughs> no, I like I like the Saints in that spot, man. Uh, they're a team. They'll they'll go back and forth every week. They're they're like a yo-yo man, just back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth, and catching three points going into going into Nashville. Titans are due for a letdown. I think this is the spot Saints get them. I think that defense comes in hot. I like the underplay in this game as well. I haven't taken it yet, um, but under forty four and a half. Uh, I don't think Tannehill's going to really be able to throw the ball all that great against that defense. And Adrian Peterson looked very pedestrian that week. Trevor Simeon's not great. Kevin Byard for the Saints is one of the best, if not the best, safety in the league right now. I think moving the ball is going to be tough. 
I could see this being very low scoring and Saints covering the three. You know what? You talk me into it. I'm going to bet it. Um, the model likes it, so I'm not deviating from the model here. This was just one that I chose to toss. But all the models that I compare against didn't like it, which is why I tossed it. But all yeah. the models I'm comparing against think that Derrick Henry's still there. Yeah, and he's not. So he's if not my model's back. saying go with it, I'm going with it. Uh, you're right. Um, how many points did they score last week? What was it? like? The Titans? Yeah. On offense? Yeah. Or like in total. Well, uh, what, they scored 24? Quite a bit. Yeah, 24, I think. But Maybe had, 26. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Like, if you take if you take away Stafford's pick to the two-yard line and his pick six. Yeah. Like, they, it was somewhere yeah. around, like, 14 points or something. Like, they, they didn't move yeah, the ball very, very well. They did Their offense was not good without Derrick Henry. They were relying yeah. on Pat Stafford just messing up. Um, yeah, they had a two-yard two offensive touchdown and a – Pick six. Pick six. So that definitely inflated them. Now, I guess the real question there is, though, it, if they were making Stafford look that bad, can they make uh, Trevor Simeon look even worse? Very possible, but I, I think they'll be able to run the ball against them as the big thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, they scored 28. They scored 28 and 14 points were handed to okay. them. So they really only scored 14 on offense. It's not like they were moving the ball up and down the field very well. Against a good defense, but still. Um, You talked me into it. I'm adding that on. All right. Next up here, we got the Cleveland Browns going into Foxborough to take on Mac Jones and the the Patriots. And I don't believe you have this one. Or did you? Yeah, I do have this one. Okay, rock it. I was uh, I've been on that Patriots wagon here lately. I've been telling everybody, hop aboard, Patriots are rolling. Let's get on the wagon. Let's win some money. This one, I said it last week. I was like, we got one more week before they're a little overinflated on the line. This is the week. I think the Browns are the better team. I think they looked damn good last week. I'm taking the Browns on the money line plus one twenty. Um, you can take the points plus one and a half. I don't think it'll make a difference. You might as well just get that extra juice for the for the 120 money line, but I think the Browns go into Foxborough and win this game. Yeah, I like the uh I like the quarterback name of Corkle here. I'm on that Mac yeah. Jones train here. Yep. Yeah. I well, like I mean, New England can... at home here. I See, mean Cleveland's O line is still good, but they, they don't have their best running backs. And I think I think Bill Belichick's gonna take that away, make Baker beat him, and I think it's gonna be tough on him. So the only way I think the Browns lose this game is if McCorkle intentionally throws a pick to somebody on the Browns and then jumps on the ground and like breaks. Uh, uh, who's that edge rusher for him? Uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, he jumps on the ground and breaks Miles Garrett's leg. Then he's I think capable. They have a shot. He's capable. Uh, definitely have a shot at that. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I, I think. My, I think Miles Garrett dominates this game. 
I think Brown's defense dominates this game. I'm not too worried about their offense. I think they're good enough to score at least 10 points, and I think that might be enough. McCorkle has looked not good here of late, even though the Patriots have been winning. And I think this is a game where the Browns defense just goes in there and feasts. Yeah, I'm I'm not with especially, you there. Especially with Damian Harris possibly being out and not being able to establish any sort of run game and that Browns defense breathing down your neck. I like the Browns a lot here, so and it goes with my um my road dog stat, so it's kind of yeah. double dip. So one, I just don't I don't like betting up against Belichick at home. He has a tendency to cover this stuff and to win there. Um if they win especially there, on be, a spread like they're this. Alive. They're yeah. gonna be alive in that in that AFC East if they win this game. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm not worried about who's running the ball for them. I, I th- like uh, maybe I'm worried about their old line, but I mean, Ramondre Stevenson's a good running back, and he hasn't gotten much much run this year. Um, he's a guy who I actually liked in fantasy, and then he fumbled his very first NFL carry or like third NFL carry or something, and got benched for like four weeks for it. But um, I just think this. The Pats, de- I don't see the Browns moving the ball that well on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think. I, I, I think. Is, I think Baker's going to struggle game in this game. Like um, yeah. And if in a low-scoring game, I like the Patriots. I like their ability to. They, they just grind their way through them, you know. Um. So we'll see. It'll be. This is probably going to be one of the best games of the weekend. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think the Browns are a better team without Odell. They proved it last week. Uh, they're riding high right now. They need to string together some wins, get this thing back on track, and yeah. it all it all starts with New England. I, I, that's about all I got to say about that one, man. I he, hesitant. It's not one of my. It's not my favorite play of the week, but it, yeah. it goes in line with my my newfound stat, and I think they're the better team. So there was. Let me take a look here. I think this one was, yeah, four. So I cross-check against five models just for my own preference of seeing, like, which picks I really, really like. Let's see. So that's four out of five other models like the Pats here. My two models both like the Pats here. This was just a clear play for me. Um, yeah. The only one that didn't like the Pats was PFF, who had the Pats. Uh, their projected spread for this game was minus 0.8. So, I mean, it was, it was right there. Um, and yeah. I got it at minus one. So, I got it at money line because uh, I bet it early. Um, yeah, I think it's at one and a half, two right now, but yeah. Yeah. So the other models, they were all somewhere between one and a half and two. Um, but I got it at once. So they're all extremely close, but they're, yeah. when I get that type of agreement on these things, I I, I ride with it. Um, and it's worked out for me so far. But we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to watch that game. Um, speaking of excited to watch, man, that, that Carolina Panthers team is exciting. They're going into Arizona. Um, do you got this one? No. Uh, yeah, so Dick Hammer's grandson is officially <laughs> sent to the IR. Um, yeah. Oh, I was he? I didn't even realize that. Yeah. 
But if I had this game, I would take the Cardinals. Yeah. Just because the Panthers are bad. But at ten and a half and Carolina being a road dog, I just stayed away from it. So I got this at ten. I'm taking Arizona. I mean Yeah. Carolina is in trouble right now, man. They are like that Joe Brady head coaching bandwagon got shut down now. Like they are just yeah, it's not looking good. Flailing. Um which is I mean, I wasn't expecting Darnold to be good there. I wasn't expecting him to be this. I was expecting like, him to be competent. Like yeah. early in the season, like you know, like he wasn't good early in the season, but he was competent and I no. kind of expected him yeah. to set up all year. And no, that fell apart real quick. Yeah. Um Kyler Murray's back. I think I think Hopkins is back for this game. Um I just think the Cardinals roll this game. Um yeah. maybe it, I mean, maybe it's a trap game. Tyler. Yeah. Maybe it's a trap game after, you know, I, I don't know what the, the numbers are when a team pulls an upset with their backup QB like that where the when the starter comes back, I'm sure that it is a lot of trap games because guys are just riding as high as they will all season. But, like, yeah, I just – Yeah, Cowboys in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, but I'm just – I'm not sure Carolina's going to score. They might get shut out in this game. Yeah, That Arizona like defense that. is eating, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It sucks that, sucks that J.J. Watt's out for the season because he was – I know. Good for them, man. He yeah, and he might be back for a playoff run. Who knows? But I hope. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna be. He's not gonna. He he'll play through whatever he has to if it's the playoffs. I feel like he's done that in the past too. Um, So I I think he's got maybe one or two more years left. So yeah, wouldn't surprise. He's ring chasing at this point. Oh, absolutely. But next up here, we got the Atlanta Falcons coming off. An amazing victory. Your Atlanta Falcons, Jay, going into I Dallas. The <laughs> I hate the Falcons so much. I fucking hate the Falcons, man. But I said I would be done with the Falcons forever. And I think I am done with the Falcons forever. I wasn't going to bet this game until I saw the teams that didn't cover versus teams that did in the previous week. Um, I like the Cowboys here, minus nine. Huge bounce back spot for them. Falcons aren't good. And Cowboys need to show up here. They're the better team. <clears throat> I don't think any I don't think there's any doubt that they're the better team. They're gonna they just need to get their shit together. Dak needs to get his shit together and just blow this team out and get rolling again. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like Dallas here. The model wasn't clear on it. One one of my models has the Cowboys winning by seventeen. The other has them winning winning by seven. So yeah. I didn't take it because unless both models are in agreement, I don't take it. Um, yeah. But personally, I like Dallas here, and I might I might sprinkle that. Um, yeah, I love the Cowboys but, in that spot. What the model does like is the under 55. 55 is yeah. a big number. That is um, a big number. I mean, Cowboys can win what 
34 to 20 yeah. and that hits the under, that's that's big. So I'm taking the under here, under 55. Yeah, and last week last week was a weird game, man. It, uh, a lot of things just didn't break the Cowboys' way that if there's like five plays that could make a difference in the game, dropping wide open third downs, overthrowing CeeDee Lamb by two yards that was like five yards past the secondary twice, like – Maybe they, they should have just put Cooper Russian. Oh no, they had every opportunity <laughs> to beat to beat Denver. And between drop balls on third downs, overthrowing people, one of the strangest fucking plays I've ever seen in my life, where they blocked the punt, the punt somehow goes past the line of scrimmage. Still, then the one of the Cowboys players touches it after it crosses the line of scrimmage, only for Denver to recover it and get a whole new fucking set of downs and then go down the field and score on that drive. Like, if we score there, it's a one-possession game. But instead, it's a three-possession game. Like, just so much shit that didn't go the Cowboys. Like, everything that could go wrong went wrong. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking too much from that game. I mean, shit happens in the NFL. I mean, just look yeah. at last week. Look at all the fucking dogs that went out there and won. I mean, you had Buffalo losing to fucking Jacksonville. I mean... Denver's at least competent, so I mean I'm not too upset with it. Uh, so I actually had a theory after this weekend that um, daylight savings fucks with these guys. They're so routine oriented. But I looked it up today, and the against the spread information historically does not support that theory. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, so, I think, historically has never covered on daylight savings. Has he not? Uh, or it's not uh, we're actually getting we got out of daylight so either way on time change Aaron Rodgers never covered on time change oh okay interesting but he didn't play last week so yeah we'll get to see if it stayed or not well hey it's 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 a proven fact now because he didn't cover last week they covered (laughs) he didn't but they didn't I don't care what they did that was Jordan (laughs) Pop. <laughs> yeah, cover machine, uh, the cover king, Jordan Love. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Those seven um, points got him done. But also, I think not even just from a cover standpoint, but just from a weird shit happening standpoint, I feel yeah. like daylight savings every year. You get some weird, weird stuff happening throughout the league. Um, Arizona like doesn't. That, do, Arizona doesn't do time change, so this affected them in no way at all yeah well they were in san fran though right were they i think they were in san fran last week so they it still would have like sped up extra or i guess because it's it moved what an hour ahead so uh, or an hour back i always yeah. get get it wrong um yeah but so, so. that combined with the travel might just evened it out <laughs> yeah i mean it's only one hour of the day how much difference could it make but these guys are also super routine oriented and like it can throw off your whole routine to the morning you know yeah absolutely i mean it got my kid all fucked up so and he's a child so <laughs> it's the dumbest thing on earth like it this was created for farming that's why we do that's, it that's a myth. it was for farming it's a myth yeah Oh, so well, I'm ben, just wrong. Okay. So ben, Fra- <laughs> so, Ben Franklin offered the idea because essentially candles were too expensive to have meetings later in the day to keep burning the candlelight. 
So he suggested the daylight savings time so they could get all their fucking meetings and shit done without having to burn candles. Okay, so that still applies to today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's stupid, so but... stupid. It messes like honestly, now that I'm working like working from home, it's not a big deal for me. But yeah. when I was going to the office, this always threw me off for like two, three weeks every single oh, yeah. year because it was like it was like I was running late every day for the next few weeks. It was just I was all it messed up stupid. and it was terrible. Yeah. So my dog is to... expecting dinner at 4 p.m. and I have to look at him and be like, it's not five. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we're actually we actually just went back into like what is standard time. We just left daylight savings time, but daylight oh, okay. savings time is daylight savings time is the time that we just need to adopt year round. Yeah. Because it I mean getting dark so early sucks. Yeah. Well, enough about daylight savings. Sorry for my little mini rant there and more about <laughs> football. Um, next up here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going on to uh, take on Teddy H2O himself in Denver. Mile this High Stadium. This is another double dip on my stats. Oh, Road, yeah? dog, Road Dog with a team that didn't cover last week versus a team who did. Taking Eagles plus two and a half going in to You're Mile betting High. the Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> fly, fly, Eagles, fly. fly. Um, yeah. So fly I actually – I'm with you. I, I like them here too. Um, but one thing I will say is that their offense is very one-dimensional, and Vic Fangio is good against that. Like Vic yeah, Fangio never... knows how to make you do the things you don't want to do. So when you're one dimensional, he can take that away. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't know how Denver's stats are against the run this year, off the top of my head, but um, I don't think they've been great. I could be wrong there. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It's worth it's worth looking into a little more if you want Eagles in this game at what Denver's run defense looks like. What they've have, have they played a running quarterbacks? What have they done? Um, but. Generally, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think Philly might win this game. Um, the model uh, like tells Philly me here. just avoid it, so I'm avoiding it. Denver's been a weird team for the model this year. Um, they've been so up and down, but yeah, that's I- I'm good with that bet. I'm just not taking it. Yeah, I'm taking it because it lines up with both my stats of the week. So number one rule of gambling: don't go against the stats. You can get in trouble with some of those stats, especially the more obscure ones. You got to be well, careful. <laughs> I've, I've done a lot it. Of the, I've a done lot it. Of these, a lot of these I liked on top of but before I even saw yeah. that. And then it just just reassured me that I was on the right side, which probably means I'm going to be on the wrong side because we're nine weeks in. So everything comes back to the median. So I'm probably yeah. on the wrong side of these stats. Probably should have caught these a couple weeks ago. But right at last hot, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I do always feel like this is kind of a weird point in the season for trends, like, um, and just for betting based on stats and stuff like that in general. It's kind of when you start to see some normalization in the schedule. Usually, some teams who've had some pretty light schedules tend to face some tougher opponents and such. Um, 
So it's always interesting to kind of watch that. But anyways, next up here, we got Kirk's cousin of Minnesota going into L.A. to play the Chargers. Okay, so Kirk Cousins isn't good. But Vikings are frisky. They don't want a whole lot of games, but they're frisky. I like the Vikings to cover three here. They love to play close games. The Chargers love to play close games. I could see the Vikings losing this game by two. (laughs) I can see the Vikings losing any game by two. It's what they do. Um, the The model's with you. I'm not betting this game. I don't. This I game, don't feel this, good about it. Um, I might. I might bet this game to end in a tie. <laughs> are are the Chargers trying to replicate that year right now, where they have like the number one offense and the number one defense and don't make the playoffs? It feels like they are. Yeah, uh, they very well might be, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to think of the Chargers. I thought they were good, and then. It's like, are they good? Are they not good? Who knows? They're five and three right now. Vikings are three and five. They're both two plays away from the Vikings being five and three and the Chargers being three and five. It's so just a weird one, fucking one note here, and one of the reasons I'm not following the model here. The Vikings starting guard had to go to the hospital today for COVID. And three other guys or four other guys were close contacts. Um, They're going to be missing some guys. They're going to be missing some serious, like, starting talent out there. Um, Did they call Joe Rogan? They should. Him and Aaron Rodgers can probably offer some advice on this. Um, Actually, I I think the guy who went in was vaccinated, too. Yeah, he's very too. Yeah. Yeah. but so I'm staying away from the spread here. I'm taking the total though. I'm taking the under 52 and a half. Um, oh, you're taking the under? Mm-hmm. I got the total in this game too, and I got the over Ooh. 52 and a half. So my my gut would say over, but the model says under, and the model's been money on unders this year. It's four and two. I've so. been terrible on totals this year. No, it's it's been bad on totals. It's been bad on overs. It's been been, good on unders. (laughs) I've been I've been horrendous on totals. Unders, overs, they don't fucking matter. Anytime I pick a total, I lose. So you're probably on the right side here. But I love 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 that over. Betting the totals is like fool's gold. It always feels like it's possible to go over, and Vegas wants you to bet the over. If you bet the under on every game all season, you would make some solid money. Um, but no, it's human true. nature to want the over. Everybody wants the over. They take the over. Um, Life's too short to bet the under. Exactly. But Vegas wants you to bet the bet the over. They don't want you to bet the under. Um, so maybe this one might not hit the under. I'm taking it because the model says to. But just always keep that in mind when betting totals, man. Vegas wants you to take the over. Yeah. Um. I think I'm one in five on betting unders and I'm like two and nine on betting overs. So I can't get either one of them right. So it's so much more, it's so much more random. It's so much more random than spreads um, as far as like the course of a game. 
Like, yeah, because the, the flow could just get completely fucked up with like yeah. Play. Well, all like if the, if Kyler Murray throws a pick six, he has more urgency to go get another touchdown. Like you know, it's like yeah. a, one one fluky play can completely throw off an under or an over teams, under either of them. But and most teams don't punt on fourth and one anymore. Yeah. Well, I'd say about half. <laughs> yeah, I the mean, ones who buy more, into analytics down. Yeah, you're seeing more and more uh, teams yeah. go for it on fourth down. Which yeah, I, say, I mean, you're, you're a football team and you have four downs, and if you have a yard or less, and I say go for it nine times out yeah. of ten, depending on where you are in the field. So, I mean, I'm with you. All right, so last game we got here. We got Patrick Mahomes going into Vegas to take on Derek Carr. Um, do you have anything on what? this one? Uh, yeah, what the fuck's going on in Las Vegas? Dude, it's a mess. Have you seen their draft class from 2020? Yeah, it's hysterical. They had two first-rounders, a second, third, fourth, sixth, and two sevenths, and out of all those picks, they have one the guy kid, on the roster, and he's not a starter. A running back, and he's not a starter. That's fucking insane. Or wait, no, no, the nineteen, the that the running back is Josh Jacobs. That's here before. So you're saying twenty? Okay. Yeah, twenty. So yeah, Damon that was Arnett the Damon got, Arnett. Yeah, Damon Arnett just got cut for threatening people with heavy. Modern warfare weaponry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like holding a AR-15 in one hand and like a Glock in the other hand. He was like, "Pull up, motherfucker!" I'll Dude, one you. of those. I don't even know what it was. It wasn't even an AR. It was like it was. It was seriously like straight out of modern warfare, like Call of Duty. Like, yeah, it had that just, fucking big ass like banana clip on it. <laughs> yeah, like who needs like? Why do you have like what? I mean, I'm not against guns, but goddamn, who needs that? And he's like, like especially an all, NFL player. And he's like sitting there. He's like, man, all the homies in here strapped. He's like, anybody <laughs> steps on us right now, we'll shoot you. And I'm like, oh, that's really good to say on social media, man. <laughs> yeah. So, but first, so then after Henry Henry Ruggs gone, Damon Arnett gone, Lynn Bowden gone, Brian Edwards, he's a receiver. Round Edwards three. is good. I like Edwards a lot. Tanner Tanner Muse gone. John mm-hmm. Simpson gone. And then Amik Ro- Amik Robertson is gone. Yeah, he's there. I thought John Simpson was still there. Uh this may be bad information I'm getting then. Or he, maybe he's on IR or something. Yeah. Because I, I remember seeing this the, like what you're saying. I remember seeing it on Twitter. But I, I, John Simpson was starting for them, I think, earlier this year. Um, I, I could be wrong second. about that. He could just be injured. I just fired from the hip. Yeah. My jo- my yeah I, I, I bet she's like injured out for the year or something. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah my, my job's not to fact check. My job is to spread misinformation. So uh, earlier this year when the Bears were playing the Raiders, I, uh, I was tweeting out like, things that I thought the bears needed to do, like all their cornerbacks were hurt. And I said, they need to, they need to attack. And 
make their job this week is to find out if Amik Robertson belongs in the NFL. And then uh, Amik Robertson's dad starts jumping into my comment. <laughs> really? He was a really yeah. nice guy, but it was just hilarious. I was like, this is not what I intended. But he, he was Adele, a really good, nice guy. <laughs> Adele Beckham Jr. style coming after you. Yeah. And he played He played well against the Bears. I'll give him that. Yeah, I liked Robertson coming out of college, but he's, he's undersized. Playing him on the outside might not be the, the way to do it. But um, anyways – to my pick for this game, I got the Raiders covering. Raiders yeah, plus you three. Almost, you almost have to fade the Chiefs every chance you get right now yeah. until they prove otherwise. Their um, offense is broken. They're they're just and maybe maybe this is their get right game, but until yeah, they have Chav- the get right game, I'm fine with with fading them. Travis Kelsey is looking old. Um, they're dropping I mean, passes everywhere this year, man. Yeah. It drives me insane as a. And, as a Pat Mahomes fan, it drives me insane watching. Them. Yeah, and there just seems to be so much wrong with that team, but they're still right in the thick of things. I mean, they string together a couple of wins; they're yeah. gonna be right back in it. They're five and four. They're two games yeah. out of two games out of the one seed. It's like it's not crazy that they get this thing turned around. I mean, it's not like the wheels have fallen off, but they so, they got to get something fucking going. This is the bet I took that I had the hardest time taking um, out of the model the ones that the model said to take. Um, I actually, I bought a half point here. It was two and a half. I bought it up to three just so I can get a push if the if they, the Chiefs win on a last-minute field goal or something. Because yeah. um, I think this is going to be that kind of game. I think it's going to be very close yeah. score. Rich Passaccia has had his guys playing good, but they did not look yeah. good against the Giants last week. No, so. they did not. But at home, teams are different at home. Uh, especially, I mean, they were in the East Coast last week. They're going to be back in Vegas now. That's a that's a long trip with a daylight savings time change or whatever, standard time time change, and um, plus just the West Coast to East Coast time difference. That I mean, that that'll throw you off. And plus, um, every other day you're every other day you're losing a starter to like prison. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane what's going on there, man. Um, yeah. But, all right, so that's all the picks that we got here. Building a hell of a culture. That John Gruden culture is something else. It's bunch of grinders. It's definitely something. <laughs> don't know what, but it's something. <laughs> all right, so now we got our Sportsman of the Week Award. And this week, I was, just before the show, I was looking it up, being, being like, man, who do I want to give this to? And then I found this one player. This this man, he's apparently sacked by himself, threw an interception to himself, and recovered his own fumble for the other team somehow. Josh Allen does impossible things. Josh Allen is yeah. our sportsman of the week. Josh so, Allen had one of the craziest games I've ever seen against Josh Allen. Josh Allen, on Josh Allen crime. Stop, stop Josh Allen on stop Josh Allen crime. We have to. It's our job. Um, yeah. So the other Josh Allen who plays for the Bills, he was asked to drop back on eighty-one percent of their offensive snaps in a nine-to-six game. 
the Bills were just like, oh, we're down one score. We have to pass over and over and over. We're not allowed to run the ball. Yeah, that was insane. That was fucking crazy that they did that. Um, It's crazy. Like Josh Allen and Josh Allen, they were both seventh round picks in back to back years. (laughs) Like, it's just insane. It was the first time a, a, Guy had ever been sacked by a guy with the same name. Yeah. First time a guy's ever been picked off with a guy with the same name. And like first guy that's ever recovered a fumble from another guy with the same name. And it all happened in the same fucking game. Part of me part of me honestly thinks that Jacksonville's Josh Allen was so tired of being called the other Josh Allen that he, that just, he was like he was just like exploded during this game. He was so <laughs> sick of hearing about it. And he was like that motherfucker is not me. <laughs> like I'm tired yeah. of hearing about this guy. <laughs> it's like we're. It's like I think we're like living in like the multiverse for like the Marvel uh, universe right now. And like Josh Allen, and Josh Allen are actually like the same like person. And hey, if, one, if one I, of them just I happens to, to play pick... defense, and the other one plays offense. And it's like if you've seen the new Loki series, like Loki goes in there with all the other Lokis, and there's like one of them's like a alligator Loki, then one of them's like a big fat Loki. Yeah. That's kind of how this was. I mean, you, you got defensive <laughs> Josh Allen and Josh Allen at quarterback, and just, like the two timelines emerged and like met in that one instance, and it was just chaos. Josh Allen into the Allen verse. <laughs> yeah. Um so Josh Allen has a rocket arm. His average depth of target was only six yards downfield, though. Like, uh, uh, there was so much wrong with what was happening in this game. And as a guy who wants to believe in Josh Allen as the next Bears' great head coach, or not Josh Allen, in Brian Dable, uh, unless there's another Josh Allen out there in the the multiverse. Josh Allen Allen might (laughs) might be a better head coach than uh, than Nagy. Uh, Maybe you can hire him to be like – he can be your head coach and your quarterback, <laughs> and then you save some money because I know the Bears organization is cheap anyway, so like they get yeah. a for there. I like it. I like that a lot, actually. Um, but as someone who wants to believe in Brian Dable as a, as a great head coaching candidate, this game was a little concerning. Um, yeah, I'm not throwing – I, I'm I'm not throwing Brian Dable out the door yet. Um, I still like okay. a lot of things about him. I just wrote an article about him this week. Go check it out on my Twitter account. Very in depth. The dude's life is insane. Like very, very interesting. You you know how he how he got his first coaching job? No. So he was writing he was letters. Everybody said he was trash. He was writing letters to every Division One head coach in the country, every Division One offensive and defensive coordinator in the country, and calling their they're like administrative offices and asking for the hiring manager for the team. And then one day, Nick Saban's assistant, when he was at Michigan State, this was like back in the 90s, his assistant yeah. coach calls Dayball back and tells him, I've got four of your resumes on my desk from the last week. You've got to stop sending me these. <laughs> and that was how he got his first his first gig at a D1 hey, school. It's it beautiful. It, it, he it is works. a football guy, and I love it. Um, but this game was concerning. Yeah. People said the same thing about the Dallas Cowboys game, but uh, if you actually, like, do a good breakdown, Cowboys are in a good offense. They just didn't execute. Like, 
Yeah. It was called very well. People were getting open. Uh, holes were there. Just everything went bad. So everybody talking shit on Kellen Moore. It's like, just watch the game. <laughs> so on that note, last week I wrote an article about Kellen Moore as a future head coaching candidate. Again, go check it out. A lot of interesting stuff. He's had an interesting path himself from star quarterback at Boise State to NFL to mentoring Dak Prescott through his rookie year um, as a player on IR to jumping into the Cowboys QB coach to offense coordinator position. Um, a lot to like from him. He's He's just so he's so young, and it, it, you just question the the leadership side whether it's there or not, yeah. just because you don't know. He hasn't given you a reason to question it. You just it, you can't see it when a guy's moved up that fast. Yeah, you just never know at that point. But yeah, uh, I mean, I think he'll make a hell of a coach. So yeah, I mean, he he's he's a straight straight up like football mind. I would love I to mean, talk football with that guy for an hour, like. You just watch him at Boise, and you're just like, yeah, you're. He just has that vibe of being a future coach, even back in the day. So. Yeah. Well, so his dad is a high school coach, was his high school coach, and let him call his own plays in high school. Yeah. At the line of scrimmage, like the the guy's mind is just made for this. It, in elementary school, after school, he would go to his dad's practices at the high school with a notepad and just be drawing plays the whole time in elementary school. Like the guy, the guy is smart, smart, like smart, smart. Yeah. He's like Joe, he's like Joe McGuire's son. Yeah, exactly. Who Joe I'm really McGuire hoping, fan club. Who I'm really hoping ends up on that Texas tech staff. He's 21 years old. He's coaching the NFL right now. Uh, basically been Coaches all around the state of Texas has, has been calling him like the next great head coach since he was like a seventh grader. Like he's insanely smart. Yeah, he, he was a he was a career backup at Baylor, but he was on scholarship because he was so freaking smart. Did you hear the story that uh, Joey told during his press conference about his yeah, son? He was, he was like, someday he'll be all of our bosses. No, the uh, about when he first met uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I'm the next you. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, without ever beating him before, walked up to him and was like, nice to meet you, Cliff. You know, they, they call me the next Cliff Kingsbury when he yeah. was in high school. Like, just hysterical. Yeah. Jun- junior in high school. <laughs> um, but anyways, Josh Allen, hats off to you, man. You're, you're a sportsman of the week. You kept grinding. You'll, you'll get there next week. Yeah, he got home plenty this time. I mean, he... Fucking made his check for the season on that. Yeah. Um, so next up here, let's get into some college picks. College football. Don't love the board this week, but I kind of love the board this week. I got a lot this week. Thursday night game. Um, I'm loving it. I'm like McDonald's over here. <laughs> you got North Carolina going to Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett hasn't looked great lately. North Carolina coming off a big win, probably their biggest one of the season, beating Wake Forest. Also gave that out last week. You're welcome. I like Pittsburgh here to cover the six and a half at home versus North Carolina. I think Kenny Pickett has a big time game. Man, um, you went the opposite direction. I thought you were going there. I, I like Pittsburgh, man. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. That's one of my picks too. Just the, the way that you were setting it up, I thought you were going UNC all the way. Oh, no, no, no. 
you can't you can't jump too hot on a, a Matt Brown team because they tend to be yo-yo as well. We talked about the yo-yo earlier with the Saints. <laughs> yeah. And North Carolina is very much a yo-yo team. Yeah. Well, I'm with you. Uh, the numbers like Pitt. I'm taking it. Yeah, uh, it's probably one of my probably my favorite college bet of the weekend, and it's on Thursday. So go ahead and get that bet put in, and um, have some money to play with over the weekend. Lock it up. And then Cincinnati's got to cover eventually. They've been playing so many close games. South Florida's really bad. I kind of like them to cover the twenty three and a half. Don't love it. Maybe throw it in a teaser. Get that down to about sixteen. Um might be more better for them but they got to start blowing some teams out and putting something on paper for this committee because yeah. committee hates them even having a win against Notre Dame uh, they don't seem to care so they're they're gonna have to blow somebody out here eventually and yeah. South Florida is like their last big chance to blow somebody out so I like them to do that there in that spot South that Florida Friday, is bad Friday afternoon game South yeah. Florida is bad I'm taking Cincinnati to cover here. Um, I'm also taking the under 57. South Florida's bad. Yeah. Cincinnati, like I said, Cincinnati, if they want to get in that playoff, they're going to have to show something. And yeah. this is going to be one of their last chances to really – I mean, unless they blow out SMU or Houston, um, which I don't see happening. I think but I think they'll win those games. I don't think they'll be blowouts. Um, I think this is a game that they really need to show up and just beat the brakes off South Florida. Yeah. Yep. What you got next? All right. I have Oklahoma going into Waco playing Baylor. Oklahoma is another team that if they want to get in this playoff run, they're going to have to do something. They're sitting eight. So they didn't lose last week because they didn't play. And somehow Michigan, a one loss Michigan team jumped them. Fucking insane to me, but they're laying five and a half going to Waco. I like Oklahoma to cover that number. I like I love their quarterback Caleb Williams. He's been playing lights out. It's a noon game. It's an early spot. Probably gonna be the biggest game of the early slate. Eight versus thirteen. I like Oklahoma to put on a show for the entire nation and just roll the shit out of Baylor and give Baylor so, back losses. Um, I tossed this bet because I had too many. Um, and I want to narrow it down, but I did like the over or the under in this game. Yeah, I, for, uh, I, I forget think... what the number was, but I like I like the, the the numbers liked the under here. Right? It was one of the lower um, cover probabilities that I had. Everything like I have a threshold for the cover probabilities I use in college, and it met yeah. the threshold, but it was at the lower end of it. I'm showing sixty two and a half for the total right now. Don't hate that. Yeah. Under. But uh, that'll be one of those. You'll know if it's going over or under in the first quarter. Yeah. Because I think if Baylor gets hot, Oklahoma's going to score, and I think that over could fly over. But yeah. if it's like a 17-10 game in the first half, I think you're pretty safe. I don't I don't see a whole lot of explosion in the second half if they're not scoring early. Baylor's given me a few nice underplays this year. Yeah, they, they, Dave Randa's a damn good coach. Um, he knows how to coach that defense up. So, um, really. Well, and also, good. I mean, that it, I guess I should be cautious about the under there because they are missing their key asset in Joey McGuire. Yeah, he gone. He out there on that recruiting trail. 
Um, let's see what else. Uh, Michigan being a road favorite at Penn State, I don't understand that at all. It's a, it's only a one and a half point line, but I like Penn State money line there. Cover that uh, or to win that probably money line is probably be about one fifteen. I, I like Penn State there. I think all in all, they're just a better team than Michigan, and to be a dog at home versus Michigan who hasn't beaten anybody. And the only team they played so far that's half decent was Michigan state and they lost the game. I just don't see them uh, just laying an egg there. I like, I like Penn state pull, I guess what would be the upset against number six, Michigan. Yeah. I avoided that one. Cause it, I mean, the, the numbers were close on whether I should bet it or not. And it was just like, this doesn't add up for me. I'm yeah. staying away. Um, the numbers were close on Michigan, and it was like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't trust Michigan there. Yeah, makes sense. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Iowa versus Minnesota. I was laying five and a half. I like Minnesota to cover that one. Um, um, I got that one. I like the over. Like the over. Okay. Yeah, 37 and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're both bad offenses and they're both good defenses. Yeah. Uh, I could see that going under, actually, but who knows? Um, next, I could up. see it too, but the numbers liked it, and I that's just low number. So, I'm next one it. up, we have we have the king killers, the the hope destroyers, the playoff crusaders. Purdue Boilermakers going into Ohio State, catching 20 and a half after knocking off number two and number three this season already. I like them to go in to Ohio State and cover the 20 and a half. And I might even sprinkle that money line a little bit just for a taste. Sorry about that. Cut for a sec. Oh, you're good. But. Yeah, I like Purdue there. Might sprinkle the money line. Catch the 20 and a half. Love it. Give me a second. All right, next up. Arkansas at LSU. Arkansas is laying two and a half points. LSU's at home. Coach Ogeron's out the door. Really like Arkansas to cover that number. Sam Pittman going in there. It's going to be a night game. Bayou's going to be going crazy. And I think Arkansas wins that game. Yeah, I, did, I didn't that? bet that one. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Something. Okay, you're good. I think my computer, like, just locked up or something. It, it like, went to sleep. But I'm good. <laughs> All right. And then uh, my last play that I have for college football is Oklahoma State minus 13 versus TCU. TCU coming off a huge win last week, beating Baylor. Uh, TCU is not good. They showed up last week uh, for Gary Patterson, I guess, uh, showing that they're going to fight for their fired coach, uh, apparently. But Oklahoma State's defense is the truth. They're one of the best defenses in the country right now. I like Oklahoma State to cover that number thir- uh, 13 at home versus TCU and set up an awesome match of Bedlam versus Oklahoma State and OU here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I stayed away from that game. Um, there was, I, I, I think the the numbers did like Oklahoma State there, but it was close. 
so I stayed away. Um, I got a handful of others here. I don't know if you said Georgia when I cut out, but no, I didn't I like, say Georgia. I mean, I like Georgia minus twenty. I, I don't care yeah. if it's Tennessee. Yeah, twenty um, is a big then, number, but I, I I like Georgia there too. I mean, you can't it's number not. one rule of gambling, man. <laughs> you don't bet against Matt, Georgia. Matt Nagy from YouTube commented, Matt Rule could have ended racism by starting P.J. Walker over Sam Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, obviously that's the real certified Matt Nagy, so yeah. you got to hold him to it. <laughs> I like that. Um, and then let's see here. I got Miami, Florida State. I'm taking Miami minus the two and a half. Um, now I got I got a bunch of unders. I'm just gonna roll them off here. Um, Hell yeah. No, Notre Dame, Virginia under 64. New Mexico, Alabama under 67. Syracuse, Louisville under 55 and a half. Um, let's see, Miami, FSU under 60 and a half. Maryland, Michigan State under 61 and a half, and NC State, Wake Forest under 66 and a half. I'm going in unders. on some unders this week, let's man. There, those freaking unders. Yeah, unders. And all let's over see. The place. So on college football this year, I'm up two units on unders, and I haven't bet a ton of them. Like it's, I'm something like four and zero or five and zero on unders, and there are just a lot to like this week. Yeah. So rocket. Matt Nagy is blowing us up in the chat. He said it should yeah. be prerequisite to be enrolled in Driver's Ed while being a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. When he said, Jet, <laughs> Jets fans should be legitimately concerned that a Madden-generated QB named Mike White is outperforming their number two overall pick. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about Mike White. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. wait. I got I got, I got, got a teaser here. I got, I got a teaser as well. The people. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so my teaser is three of my picks that uh, most heavily align with my – my new stats that I found on the side of the road this morning. But uh, so it's going to be Cowboys minus three, Saints plus nine, and Eagles plus eight and a half. That teaser, three team teaser, plays plus 150 at a six point teaser. And I love it. Absolutely so, love it. I love some of the, some of the stuff for teasers this week. Um, I got a plus 200 teaser that I'm putting out there as the public play. I'm taking the Rams plus three, the Cardinals minus three, the Chargers plus four and a half, and Baltimore minus a half. Yeah. Don't hate that one. Yeah. And I also, I'm not, I'm not going to put it out there as necessarily a public play, but these are just some teas that I – I like for teasers this week. Yeah, I like both the Chargers and the Vikings for teasers this week. Like, <laughs> I just don't. I don't think either team is going to get blown out unless the Vikings are just like completely destroyed by COVID stuff. Um, yeah, if a team gets blown out, I think it's the Vikings getting blown out. But yeah, yeah, um, I like Detroit on teasers this week. Tease them up to plus sixteen. Um, kind of like Detroit's Detroit been, on this week. I, I, I have a feeling about up. Detroit this week. I might sprinkle that money line. 
they missed out on all the money line madness that last week. They they got to yeah. cash in this week. They've been feisty all year, man. They've what a what a bad time for Pittsburgh, a bye when Pittsburgh all these bad just teams are not a good offense. They can't like the Bears' defense is god awful, but yeah. like because they were without Mac, they're without Ajax, and it's two of their best players. Like that's why Pittsburgh scored, not because their offense is any good. Um, yeah. So Detroit plus sixteen, I like that in teasers. The Jets plus twenty. Let's get Mike White on this. Like Mike, Mike White's gonna freaking go in there and destroy the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I'm a, the I'm Bills. A, I'm not parlay Jets money line in a funk. Like they are. The yeah, bi- they can't get rolling. It, it's right now. not going to be easy for the Bills to get out of this. Um, it's going to take a little time for them. They, they might win a Mike game, is. but. Did I lose you again? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So Mike White is 64 for 88 on the season with 702 yards and five touchdowns. Insane. Bet Mike White, jump on the hype train. Ready to roll. I guess we yeah, sorry. for Q again. Yeah, I'm sorry back? about that. I don't know what's going on with my computer right now. Um but what I was saying, like, the Jets are straight up in a funk right now. They – or not the Jets, the Bills are straight up in a funk right now. Yeah, their, their offense is struggling. I don't trust them to come blow anybody out at the moment. Um, they're they're going to fight. It's going to be a fight for the next week or two for them until they get their offense rolling again. Yeah. And Mike White is Mike White. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. That's the dude. He's that dude. He's that dude. Um, all right. So another – we have a UFC card this weekend. It's free for all of ESPN Plus subscribers. Some big-time players on this card. Um, I just have a, a parlay for the people. So this – it's basically just a one-play pick. Uh, I like Julio Arce. Um, he's going to fight – Thing he's the second or third fight before the main event, but he's plus 105. And I'm just parlaying it with Felicia Spencer or Felicia Spencer and Max Holloway. They're both heavy favorites, they're both gonna roll. Max Holloway is probably gonna destroy this Yair Rodriguez guy. So I'm just parlaying those two with Julio Arce. He's plus 105 by himself. You throw those two heavy favorites on there. Doubles his odds, goes up to plus 210. I love that spot. Uh, I'm going to hammer that. So if you wanted uh, some some juice on the on the UFC fights this weekend, hop on that. And if you just want to have it on in the background, there's going to be some really good up, young up-and-comers on this card uh, to check out. Should be some really good fights. Last weekend's fights were phenomenal. One of the best cards I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, yeah, UFC's in a good spot right now. And I think you can get some big time cash right there. We're getting plus two hundred, uh, basically just betting Julio R straight up because Felicia Spencer and Max Holloway aren't losing. So good stuff. Just a little parlay um, for the boys Rocky. and the girls. They can bet it too. I don't mind. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got for today. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off before my my computer turns off on me again. 
All right. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If if you like what we're doing, give us a five-star review. Write us a comment. Um, post a comment on our YouTube. Help us out in that algorithm. Try to get out there. Spread the word. Be a homie. And whatever. And you if do, you don't like it, tell us that we suck and tell us why. Yeah, tell us why we fucking suck. I know we lose money, but that's not my problem. <laughs> I told you to fade me from week one, so that's your fault. So, uh, yeah, but before we leave, just uh, one more quick reminder. Don't sleep on the Lions. Never sleep on the Lions. Cut that meat. Cut that meat.